welcome to the Great Lakes Golf Podcast Season 2, Episode 31, alongside Hunter Pulaski and Petoskey. I am Peter Garber in Chicago. We are presented by Reed Furniture in downtown Petoskey. Whatever your furniture need, it's Reed indeed. In this week's episode, the NCAA Women's Regionals currently in action. Hot starts for both Michigan and Michigan State, so we'll get you updated on that. Also, Michigan State men's team knows where they're headed for their regional. We'll take you around the tours with the Corn Ferry LPGA champions and Latino America. Willie Mack from Flint with another professional win. We'll tell you more about that. Some more comments from players on the Live Golf Tour, including Sergio, while he was on the golf course last week at TPC Potomac. That was fun. We'll touch on that a little bit. Just a week away from the year's second major, the PGA Championship at Southern Hill, so we're excited about that. But first... Golf's new golden boy gets it done over the weekend at a soggy TPC Potomac outside Washington, D.C. Max Homa takes the title over the three-legged dog that is Keegan Bradley. Hunter, your takeaways from the Wells Fargo 2022. Is, uh, is Max Homa elite at golf? He's like the Kirk Cousins of the PGA Tour. No, that is the most <laughs> insulting thing I've ever heard anybody say about anything. You take that back. Circumstances around him have to be just right. I mean, I'm I, kidding. I, I'm I kidding. He's no, he might be Justin Herbert. I don't know. I mean, well, yeah. I mean, did you see the list of guys? Those are two. As many wins. Those are terrible <laughs> analogies, both of them. Yeah. <laughs> Herbert's won nothing. I have a really high opinion of Justin <laughs> Herbert. That was meant to be a compliment, okay? I think Max understands. He might even be a Chargers fan, right? He's a Cali guy. I have no idea. But, yeah, if you see, do you see the list of players? I always do this. It brings something up. I don't, I don't actually know what the list is, but I know it's short of guys who have the four wins that he has over the span of however long it's taken, and it has been something of a meteoric rise. I mean, he's boom, 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 boom. These four victories pretty fast here. Yeah, I want to say it's uh, it's it's Rom, uh, Rom, Rory, Scotty, and one other, probably Cameron. Um, Not a list you would implicitly in your mind put Max Home on. I mean, let's be honest. This is a weakish field, and you could get him at forty-five to one. Longer odds, might I, might I add, than Keegan Bradley. What was so, he coming congrats in? Congrats to all the home of backers, because that was one of the ones where you were like, oh, man, how did I not see this one coming? Though I will say I didn't take Max for a uh, bad weather kind of a guy, and he certainly showed that he was more than capable of, of uh, handling the conditions, which were so bad, Hunter. Yep, so I, I have some... I have some texts from from Peter that he sent to me throughout the 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 uh, tournament. I said it was it's pouring at Potomac at nine thirty on Friday, and he responded four hours later. Haven't seen a shot, single worst leaderboard I've ever seen at a PGA Tour event, P- Puerto Rico including. Yawn. <laughs> which at that which at that point I had to go look at the leaderboard. Not that bad. <laughs> like really, it's just not that bad of a leaderboard. And I, I can't and then, remember who was on it at that point, but I didn't approve of it. And then that much uh, is for sure. This was Saturday, about the same time, two o'clock. This might be the worst golf PGA tour event had or ugh. This might be the worst golf PGA Tour event held since my birth 35 years ago. This is so dumb and random and dumb. I I don't understand what you want. That was so exciting to watch. Jason Day was, I believe Jason Day was winning at that point. So that worked itself out. You know, you didn't actually think Jason Day was going to win that golf tournament, did you? Well, I was listening to PGA Tour radio on... Friday, Thursday or Friday, whatever it was, whoever was following his group sure thought he was going to win because he was talking about how it was flawless and this and that. And I bet on Jason Day this year. Of course, you can convince me of anything. Are you kidding me? I bet on Keegan Bradley. I won and done Keegan Bradley this week. So, 
It's not a giant leap for me to think that Jason Day leading after 36 could possibly win the golf tournament after 72. But yeah, I was quickly disproven and of that theory and, and relieved for it because nothing against Jason Day, but I didn't want to see him walk wire to wire. I, I, that was not my... That was not my idea of what was going to be an exciting four days of golf. Boy, it got interesting, though, by the weekend, because when Keegan's in the final group, you can't just can't turn away, can you? No, and that's a, like an interesting little wrinkle you didn't mention until just now that you had him in the one and done. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, my string of second places. I, I just you need a second place guy. I got him somewhere in my on my card or my one and done or whatever. I mean, this is however many weeks in a row going back to the team event. Maybe even before that, that's four or five weeks or something. It's getting ridiculous. So when Bo Hostler wins at 250 to one this week, I will feel vindicated and justified. And I will feel rich also. Did he make the cut? Bo? Oh, no, he was like dead last. If I um, I'm not sure quite what you see. Did you see? see by it. the way, remember our sandwich money. I see Texas. I see the state of Texas, Hunter. That's all I need to see. And at TPC Craig Ranch, I see wide open. I see the fifth widest fairways on tour, and I see Bo. I see a putting contest. I see a low twenties under par. I I just might. It's like flashing neon lights to me that say bet Bo Hostler. And then he's, I see him at 250 to one. He was 100 to one last week. So it doesn't take much convincing for me. That's crazy. And this is why I bet recreationally and not professionally. Because you can't be serious and bet Bo Hostler. Yeah, I mean, you single-handedly are keeping the you're keeping uh, Bet Rivers afloat, I'm sure, with your Bo Hostler bets. Oh, man, I got, I got just some, a killer each way. Got a top six each way on that bad boy. I can't wait to see him bladed out of the blunt bunker on the back nine on Sunday in the second to last group and tie for seventh. Yeah, that's probably going to happen. Um, I thought that golf course held up very nicely for how much rain it got. Like I swear most PJ Tour events, I know there was no lightning, but I don't remember last time I've seen a PJ Tour event play in those conditions for that long. It was the entire day. Both days, wasn't it? It was just it was, raining. Was pretty much raining, three days. Raining. Yeah, I guess I mean, it, was. it really didn't stop raining until Sunday, and then they were still all wearing their rain pants and rain gear because it was just like so damp. Yeah, like the air was wet. I mean, everything about it was, and it was cold. Yeah, which is why credit to those, credit to Homa. I mean, it's a hard. Every tournament's hard to win. I know that wasn't a super strong field, but hard to win in those conditions. There's just a lot that goes into it, you know, for anyone who's played tournament golf at any level. And if you've done so in the Midwest, you've surely played in inclement weather. It's so much. Like I saw Lahiri say that, you know, he was so tired after the rounds and it was, gosh, it wasn't so hard, blah, blah, blah. Like maybe not to that extreme, but keeping all your things dry, you know, all, all that, it's actually a little more complicated. Now those guys have caddies, which helps, but you saw Jason day, for example, really struggling with it where he was getting ready to approach a shot at one point, which they showed on the broadcast and he had to like back off of it, get rid of the glove and get a new glove on because he like brushed against his rain jacket with his left hand by accident and his hand, his glove got soaked. So it is just a little more taxing and therefore, you know, even more impressive for Max, you know, and, and what he did. Are, uh, are rain gloves a conspiracy? Rain gloves don't work because no one on PGA Tour uses rain gloves. You know, that's a good point. That's a good point. I know my that Aaron, I know they can My Aaron Rye theory did not hold up. <laughs> I forgot about that theory. My goodness. Speaking of reading back each other's texts, you texted me on Thursday, Aaron Rye's going to win a PGA Tour event soon. I said, hopefully this week, and then he missed a cut. <laughs> He's like four or five under after one day and then shot a million on Friday. Yeah. But that's what happened. You saw so many guys, like, sh- like they were shooting 80 
because when it's course is hard to begin with, obviously the rough is penal wet rough is really hard to play from, but like, if you're not hitting it good out there, you know, it's just like not a fun time No, playing bad in the rain. Oh, is there anything worse? No. Would you rather play in the wind or the rain? The wind. Yeah. I don't mind playing and I don't like playing in the wind, but I, I like the, I, re, I prefer the challenge of the wind because at least I can hold on to my club and, you know, that I'm not wet. I might be cold, but, and you can play fun shots in the wind. It is a, you know, it's kind of a different deal. Yeah. Bobby, talk about it. You kind of touched on it, but talk about a difficult job for the, uh, the old caddies <clears throat> this week. Just trying to keep everything dry has got to be so taxing. Yeah, tell Lahiri. You think you're freaking tired, dude. Yeah, seriously. How about your caddy? How about the greens? You know, the grounds crew that's squeegeeing the entire fairway. Or at least the landing areas. It was so wet. That course took took on so much rain. So kind of a forgettable week, you know, for everybody except Homa and Keegan. You just had a feeling Keegan being back in the Northeast on a ball strikers par 70, you know, it lined up nicely for him. But even with a hot putter these last couple months, and he's got all these top eight finishes. You just, he, he can't quite close the door, you know, like he's got something, something in there stopping him. And you saw it even when he got to within one and gets to 18, he gets the poor tee shot. Mm-hmm. And by the way, that bogey cost me $300,000. Well, it cost him 300000 real dollars. It cost me 300000 fake dollars in my one and done, which I just knew. He's trying to hole a 50-yard pitch, and he leaves it 25 feet short. I mean, it was like, okay, here we go. Like, full Keegan, two doubles, a million birdies, gets to within one. Still shoots two over, ties for second. Just, I saw it even before the round. No, my buddy also played Keegan in one and done, and I was like, dude, we are not winning today. Max Home is winning this golf tournament probably by multiple strokes, and Keegan, it will only take the first few holes for Keegan to no longer be in the lead. He doubled the second. You know your boy. Yeah, I'd be interested to see. I don't know what uh, what do you have? Do you did you see what Max's number was at Southern Hills? It's a hard golf course. He plays well. I mean, it just seems like he plays well when it's not necessarily an easy golf course. Yeah, and I think Riviera might be a reasonable comp. I know it's a different part of the country and different grass types, but visually, I don't know. I'd have to add, I'd have to kind of like maybe cross check that with some of the other with some people who have played Riv, but to me it, it's like that in the sense that it's kind of like a rolling hilly terrain, classic style, narrowish fairways, or at least angles are important. Get to hit a lot of drivers. Um, you know, if you just look at it, it looks kind of like Augusta too. Um but yeah, I'm sure Max's number is a lot shorter now than it was last week. He was 45 to one this week, so he must have been, you know, he was at least longer than that for the PGA. But I haven't looked at updated numbers. Any other takeaways from the Wells Fargo? No, you you said forgettable. Uh, you, yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head there. Well, take us. Let's get into some of the. There's been some. There's some really exciting stuff happening with the some of our college teams. So you want to take us through that? Yeah. So um, as we mentioned last week, the uh, the girls for um, Michigan and Michigan State are both playing in their respective regionals. Uh, starting started yesterday. Uh, we'll start with Michigan, who is currently in uh, second place through day one. Uh, they're led by a trio of 73s. So uh, Haley Borgia, 
who we've mentioned, Monet Chun and Ashley Lau, uh, all carded two over 73s to be tied for 13th place individually. Uh, currently, Arkansas is the leader at uh, 291, Michigan at 293. Uh, they tee off here um, in the next hour or so um, for their Tuesday round, and then they'll play uh, Wednesday as well to determine but they have to finish, I believe it is top four, get through to the uh, NCAA championships. And it's 54 holes, you said. Correct. Yep. So a great, great start, and hopefully they can keep it rolling today. Tell everybody what they can, where can they go see the live scoring on that, Hunter? Uh, so a couple places. I believe you can just go to NCAA.com and uh, find the women's golf via that way, or I just, you just go to um, – mgoblue.com which is Michigan's athletic site and then they have uh, recap and live scoring of everything going on there Max Homa is 65 to 1 to win the PGA Championship on DraftKings Sportsbook I don't hate those at all I really don't that is quite a bit longer than I would have guessed boy oh boy uh, yeah so on to the uh, the Michigan State women who were playing in the Stillwater Regional. They're currently fifth place after the first day um, at 15 over par, 303. They are sitting behind uh, Baylor, who's seated uh, third in the regional, uh, Clemson, Oklahoma State, and Arizona State. So currently they are, um, those teams all shot under 296, so they are sitting seven shots back um, of a place in the NCAA championship. Uh, they were led by uh, Lila Reigns and uh, Valentina Rose and senior uh, Valerie Plata, each tied 15th place at three over par 75. And like I said, they're playing at the Stillwater uh, Regional. And then... That's supposed to be a really nice golf course. I've, I've heard... Um, Karsten Creek. Yeah, I've heard really good things about it. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be one of the best university courses in the country. And brutally hard, too, if I remember. Yeah. I mean, I had to 75 to be tied uh, top 15s. Show something. Yeah. And then uh, onto the mich- or onto the, uh, <clears throat> the men's regionals, which were announced last Wednesday, uh, Michigan did not, uh, did not make it through to regional play, but you guys remember they have like they have four four freshmen played in their Big Ten championship uh, on their roster, so a bright future for Michigan, who who has a win this year on the calendar uh, over in Arizona. So I uh, <clears throat> I have some high hopes for Michigan over the next few years, but uh, Michigan State did make regionals. They are playing at the Traditions Club in Bryan, Texas, which is hosted by Texas A and M. They are alongside uh, Pepperdine, Texas A&M, Georgia, Tennessee, Kansas, Arizona, SMU, Boise State, Oregon State, Colorado State, Southeastern Louisiana, and Texas Southern. Uh, obviously, some some big names there uh, with um, Pepperdine and Georgia, and then Texas A&M hosting would make me think that they are a uh, a top seed as well. So Michigan State is going to have to play well to finish in the top four there i'm feeling good about it yeah so am i i mean they've uh <clears throat> they're really on a hot streak right now with the they've had those those two or three tournaments now where they've been leading after the going into the final 18 holes and it just kind of faltered a little bit but they've been right there on the doorstep here for the last month or two they're on the right track yeah i feel like they're they're potentially peaking at the right time so it'll be fun to follow when do they Sorry, Hunter, but when do they tee it up? So they tee it up um, May 16th through the 18th. Beautiful. All right, so we'll have results on that next week, and I'm sure you can follow that in similar places that Hunter mentioned for the for the girls' side. Go to the Michigan State Athletics site or go to the NCAA site and find the regional scoring there. And then um... – I feel we'll just move on to the tours. I feel bad. I've kind of left the, uh, for some reason I thought the old guys were off for a little bit, um, which I guess they were. I just kind of forgot what date it was. So we don't really care anyway, do we? I feel like I was quickly mentioning it. 
Okay. Uh, so Mitch, uh, last week was the Mitsubishi Electric Classic at uh, TPC Sugarloaf in uh, Duluth, Georgia. Steve Flesh was the champion. And then um, this upcoming week is the region's tradition at the Greystone Golf and Country Club in Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, Alex Chaka is the defending champion. That is on the Golf Channel if you want to uh, tune in for that. And then on to the uh, the Corn Ferry Tour. Who weren't they? They were in Nashville. Okay, that's right. For this first Snedeker's event. Yes. Okay, that's what I thought. So yes, yeah, so I were, heard really good things about that golf course. Yeah. So they were playing the uh, Simmons Simmons Bank Open for the Seneca Foundation at the Grove uh, in Tennessee, and Brent Grant was the uh, champion, um, followed by. Followed by Kevin Yu, uh, Zach Fisher, Vincent Norman, Jeremy Paul to round out the top five. And now they are off to Knoxville for the Visit Knoxville Open this week. I'm not sure. Just trying to see where that is played. Oh, and the defending champion is uh, Grayson Sig. So one of his uh, one of his wins last year to get him on the tour. I'm hoping Siggy can start playing some good golf up on the PGA so we can catch some tail that and make some money here as we go through the summer months. He hasn't quite kicked it into gear yet, but Mm -hmm. uh, he's definitely got the ability. Apparently, Brent Grant is an absolute electric factory on the golf course. Have you seen any of those any of these videos on on Twitter? No. Oh, he gets pumped. Oh, he does. He gets pumped. He, He likes to show some emotion, which. Never opposed to that. Never opposed to that. I also saw that Monday Q texted a funny story about him that back <laughs> he qualified when he was 18 years old. He qualified for the USGA four ball championship by himself. His partner couldn't come. So he shot 63 on his own ball and they got through anyway. Wow. <laughs> so. Just an idea. You'd never heard of the guy. And he's that good. It shows you how hard it is to win one of these damn tournaments. So congrats, congrats to him, to him as well. Cool video of him too when he finds out that he won on the range, just kind of falls to his knees. So that's awesome. Thinking he might have been in a playoff. Very cool. Uh, and then on to the um the Latin America tour. Uh they were playing at the uh the Quito Quito Open uh, at the Quito Tennis and uh, Golf Club in Ecuador. Uh, you all right over there? Yeah, yeah. I was just <laughs> taking my time. Uh, a bit of a bit of a prolonged sigh. <laughs> yeah, uh, and the <laughs> champion, another one. God damn, uh, Manav Shav was the champion, uh, and Alex Scott finished in. I believe it was 17th place. He has fallen back. Yep, T17th at 1100 par, 277. He is uh, in a 20th place, so he really needs to pick up a victory here. They are now off until the the 26th of May. Well, he's not playing him bad. No, he's I just not. need to make a couple more putts. Seems like he's kind of in the, you know sort of in the mix just hasn't quite you know jumped up into that top 10 top five type territory so all right well we'll keep following him and then, all the way and then you got the ladies too yep uh, a little bit from the ladies they are off to uh the founders cup which is uh, which I mentioned last week. So they were actually, they were off the week before they were off this previous week. Um, followed the, after the Palos Verdes championship. So now they are on to the founders cup, which is at um, upper Montclair country club in New Jersey, Clifton, New Jersey, May 12th through the 15th. And uh, Jin, Jin Young Ko is the defending champion. Uh, does look like that is going to be on the golf channel with a little bit of CBS coverage for you, Peter. Oh, thank you. Love it. Love it. All right. And then we have a, uh, we've got scoring from another, from the sectional that I think was happening the 
happened last Wednesday. Oh yeah. Yes. Or it's, I keep saying sectional, local qualifying uh, for the U.S. Open, excuse me, at the Orchards Golf Club in Washington, Michigan on May 3rd. So forgive me, that was last Tuesday. Some guys that we've talked about quite a bit on this podcast and, and uh, a guy who's even been on this podcast had some some good showings there. Yeah, the results for that one. Yeah, so this was, uh, like you said, was at the Orchards Club last Tuesday. Um, looks like we have uh, five guys that got through with two alternates. Uh, leading the field with the medalist honors was uh, Peter Wilkes-Creer, who is the the Michigan assistant um, who played at Michigan um, in his younger days and has <clears throat> had a ton of success in these qualifiers. So Shot 66 and one by four, yes. by the way. Yeah, so he played uh, some fantastic golf. I will, we will keep an eye on Peter, see where he does his um, sectional qualifying here in uh, a couple weeks. I guess I, I guess it would be sometime, probably. Um, yeah, it'd have to be in the next few weeks, probably first week of June. Sectionals are, um, well, they're spread out May twenty third through. June 6th. Okay. Uh, and then also uh, joining him in the sectionals will be Otto Black, who shot 70. Um, he has had some success on the um, Canadian tours, uh, mini tours, Latin America, uh, Corn Ferry. Uh, Thomas Grooks from, from Canada shot 71. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say that that's Giroux. Drew, yes. Looks like a French Canadian name. My French, Just like, my French, not great. Okay, that's all right. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, he shot seventy-one from Canada. Uh, Payne Nelwick. Nelwick. Silent G. I mean, they're throwing curveballs. Change. I would say Nelwick. That looks like a Nelwick. Sliders. Whatever happened to just meatballs down the middle? Like whatever happened, hey, to, Nelwick, whatever happened to John Geisinger, the John Smith in the world. Shot 71. And then I Tim mean, Tim Pierce. Did you talk to him? He must have lost in a, a playoff with uh, those other three for that last spot because he also shot 71. Unless they do a uh, scorecard playoff, but I would I doubt that. So Tim and Coulter Smith are the alternates. Coulter shot 72. And Willie Mack won another golf tournament. Did you see that, Hunter? I did. I did. Uh, Back-to-back wins for uh, Willie Mack at TPC Sawgrass. This is uh, uh, Billy Horschel's event he puts on annually. Uh, So congratulations to Willie. I don't have a ton of details on it. Do you have anything that's worth mentioning on it? I know that he gets into the BMW Charity Pro-Am, which is a Corn Ferry Tour event. Um, but no, that's 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 about it. I saw the tweet from the APGA. So, so I have I have a little bit more. So um, he took home uh, forty thousand dollars of the one hundred twenty five thousand one hundred twenty five thousand dollar purse. Um, he. Like you said, he gets an exemption into um, the BMW, BMW Charity Pro. Mm-hmm. Trying to see if there's anything else mentioned in this article I'm reading. But no, just, I mean, this is <clears throat> uh, probably a real testament to um, the APGA that to, to have events like this and for to showcase guys like Willie who are, I mean, just phenomenal players. All right, so I want to get into the Sergio thing because that was funny. I know we touched on the PGA. We talked about some of the odds. I think it would be interesting to go through that odds board more than a week out if we have time. Um, and then there's that funny story about that guy having to play in a Monday qualifier for losing his fantasy football league. Actually went to the wrong tee. <laughs> He's at the 10th tee. Anyway, if we have time, we'll get into that. But um, – can we talk about TPC Craig Ranch? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about it. 
because we gotta we gotta justify our Bo Hostler two hundred fifty to one, and we gotta. T- is there a better name? Can we get like a TPC? Your name doesn't really work, but Peter Ranch. Like, who's Craig? Why is this Craig's Ranch? I'm sure Craig had a lot of oil money, a lot of big. And it's not even. It's not even Craig's. It's just Craig. Anyway, this place is wide open. Do you remember? Do you remember this golf course from last year? Uh slightly. It's like kind of a tamed version of Trinity Forest. Oh, that's scary. Remember the Trinity Forest experiment? Oh, I remember Trinity Forest like it was yesterday. The crunch is a Crenshaw design, right? That was so wide open. It was actually more wide open than Craig Ranch. And I believe Sung Kang won the won the final. Was there only one or maybe two Trinity Forest uh, versions of the Byron Nelson? And they and they got rid of that experiment. I'm sure the players had a few choice words to say about Trinity Forest. But then they rewarded them with TPC Craig Ranch, which is almost as ugly as TPC San Antonio. It's par 72. It's almost 7,500 yards. It's just like this big old Arthur Hills looking golf course with big fairways, fifth widest fairways, 12th largest greens, big features. Like everything's big and everything's spread out. It's also an interesting course because the greens are bent, the rough is Bermuda, and the fairways are Zoysia. Hmm. So bent grass putting, but Bermuda familiarity, particularly like around the greens or playing from the rough, is not going to hurt you here. So like maybe, you know, I don't know, does that help someone? Maybe like the Florida guys? I don't know, like a Keith Mitchell who's super long. Like he should be a good fit here. Uh, Zoysia, the ball likes to kind of sit out. There have been some guys who have, or are on record as having said they like hitting off Zoysia fairways. Gary Woodland, Brooks Kepka, among those. Brooks is in the field this week. Um, second easiest course on tour last year. So really the only defenses here, it was a little extra damp last year. The course played a little longer and a little easier than they want it to play this year, but it's just wide open. So the only real defense here, because even at 7,500, it's not long enough for length to length is never a defense. Um, and all the par fives are short are under 570 yards. So par five scoring is, Okay, let me back up. Par fives are all under 570, and there's three par threes over two, can play over 215. So you will have to hit some long iron shots here, but the par fives are all scorable. So if you want to look at par five scoring, long irons, I think those are two key categories. But when you have wide fairways, big greens, kind of what we're looking at, and a really low winning score minus 25 last year so even if it's a little tougher this year a little firmer maybe minus 22 something like that you're talking about essentially the polar opposite of last week right so last week was more about the ball striking and the bogey avoidance this is going to be potentially more of a putting contest and about the birdie making because when you got to shoot Minus 22, you're going to have to make 25, 27, 20, you know, a lot of birdies this week. So, and maybe a couple of eagles. So, guys who could score, guys who can go low, um, maybe have an, a little bit of an edge here. <clears throat> Motivation, too, I think, with an event like this, potentially a factor with a week before a major a l- field is really strong. A lot of the top guys are in the field this week, parsing through who among those to back or not to back, or maybe fading them all. Um, 
you know, is a, is a, is a big part of figuring out sort of who you're going to, who you're going to back here. So KH Lee beats Sam Burns here. He was minus 25 Burns ended up at minus 22. Did not have a very good Sunday, particularly on the front nine kind of stumbled before making a little bit of a comeback. Kazire shot 63 in the final round to finish in a tie for third with Berger, Schwartzel, and Stallings. Uh, then Merritt and Joseph Bramlett <clears throat> finished at 19 under. Vegas, Power, Redman, Spieth were all at 18 under, closing out the top 10. And then some notables. Zalatoris was minus 16. Leishman was minus 15. Norn finished minus 15, even though he shot 74 in the final round. So he's kind of interesting to me. Wes Bryan was minus 14. He's a Monday qualifier this week and seems to be in pretty good form. Uh, Seb Straka, Keith Mitchell, both finished minus 14. Hideki was minus 12. Scheffler, who's in the field this week, played last year and was minus 11. Uh, some of the some of the notables there. So. Um, bit of a, bit of a wild card of an event. I would say, I think it's possible that we could get a long shot, a long shot winner, but, um, I'll take you through the odds board here in a second. Was there anything there that I missed? Uh, no, I don't think so. <clears throat> Seems like a quite the hodgepodge as you said. Yeah. Yeah. Like that leaderboard, you got some bombers, you got some putters, I think you get it done a few different, a few different ways here. You're definitely going to have to make birdies though. So Scheffler got two guys under 10 to one, which we haven't seen in a while. Scheffler at seven to one. These are from DraftKings Sportsbook. Justin Thomas in the field at nine to one. Zalatoris is a third favorite on DraftKings. He has played a lot of rounds here. Um, hundreds of rounds is how he, how he phrased it. So I mean, I really like Zalatoris this week. I've he's fourteen to one on DraftKings. I've seen it twenty to one. Um, I think that was on FanDuel or maybe Bet Rivers. So shop that if you like Zalatoris. I've also seen some fairly long numbers on DJ, who's eighteen to one on on DraftKings Sportsbook, along with Xander. Then Burns is twenty. Speed is twenty two. Really see no reason why Speed. Would would struggle here. We know he can putt well on bent grass. He played pretty well here last year, and he won in his last start, despite putting really poorly. Um, the question for Spieth would be: Is he motivated to play well this week when he's going to go play Southern Hills and and uh, have the chance of the career Grand Slam next week? Right? The PGA is the one that he's missing, or is it the Open or the U.S. Open? Motivation probably would be the only question with speed. Hideki, and he's in he's in Texas, so maybe maybe that's not really even a. I mean, is the guy going to win in two consecutive starts? I don't know. I like I I think I like him for top tens and, and top fives though. Gosh, I'm turning into a speed backer. Listen to me. Hideki twenty eight to one. Neiman thirty five with Brooks. Seamus Power. Brooks Kepka. Seamus Power. The same outright odds. What a world. Adam Scott, Tommy Fleetwood are 40 to 1. Kokrak and Gooch are 45. There's Norin. With a good year here last year. Definitely can bomb it. Um, and puts lights out. Interesting at 55 with McNeely. Hadwin, who's been playing well. Vegas, who sets up really well for this course and played here played well here last year, but is coming. It's his second tournament back after. The elbow surgery, Aaron Wise, who was pretty popular a few weeks ago, is 55. And then there's Jason Day. So let's pause there. Any of you guys standing out to you, 55 and under, Hunter? Yes, uh, <clears throat> I have one guy. I'm going to put all, my, all my, uh, my eggs into one basket this week. Probably not a very big week, but uh, I love Taylor Gooch this week. I don't know why. Really? Yes. So he is, <clears throat> you mentioned the par five scoring being very important. Uh, he is currently T fourth on tour in par five scoring. Uh, you mentioned some hard par threes. He is currently T first in par three scoring. He is 19th in greens regulation and he is leading the tours and Eagles. 
Uh, yeah, there's a lot to like there. And he grew up playing. This is where he's from. Really like Taylor Gucher. I think he's going to play. Uh, still, I mean, I just I just see him like you mentioned the um, Jordan. Maybe not. Maybe not being uh, all there with the PJ Championship next week. I feel like Taylor is a guy that is does. I mean, he. Yeah, he'd be picking up his second tour. Of it. Yeah, 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 he'll be all. He'll be. He'll be dialed in. So that's so that's, he's from he's from this area. I didn't realize. That. I know he went to Oklahoma State. He's from Texas. Maybe I shouldn't have said that. So I swore he was. He is from. Uh, so he's from Midwest City, Oklahoma. So close. Okay, right not too road. far away. Yeah. Probably similar similar uh, style of golf. Okay, so Hunter's all in on Taylor Gooch. Interesting. And if he doesn't play well this week, I'm going to back him in the PJ Championship because he's from yeah. Oklahoma. How about that? Good point. Yeah, he could be could be setting up for a nice little stretch here. Boy, I wonder what his PGA Championship odds are if Max Homa is 65. I mean, I do. Southern Hills is an awesome golf course. I see more of a premium player winning there, but Gooch can dial it in. <clears throat> All right, uh, continuing. Christian Bazidenhut, 60 to 1. Mark Leishman. Why is Mark Leishman 65 to 1 in this field? That one is the first one where it's like, huh, that's odd. Sprays it off the tee, but dials it with his irons. Played decent here last year, and we know he can get high with his putter. Why should we not like Mark Leishman at a golf course like this at 65 to 1? I haven't bet it yet, but boy. That one was just like, huh? He has seems to be more of a quality player, and was at short, much shorter numbers not long ago. Kucher sixty five, Kim sixty five. I have kind of like an eighty to one plus rule on on Siwoo Kim. Mito Pereira, not sure if he can make enough birdies, but statistically sets up nice here. Sixty five, Cam Champ, who had the good week, um, at a, really not a. Super dissimilar course, I would say, the Mexico course. Wide off, the, very forgiving off the tee. Longer, par 70. I think it was a par 72. Might have been a par 71. I think it was a par 72. Like, that might be a similar kind of player that we see this week. So, I don't hate Champ at 65. Again, can he get hot enough with his putter? Um, I'm not sure. Davis Riley, 65, again, is interesting. Munoz, I like this range. Munoz can make a lot of birdies, played fine here last year. He's 75 with Bubba and Keith Mitchell, who I've already said I, I like. I like Sepp Straka at 80. He's there with Palmer, Mackenzie Hughes, Lanto Griffin, who I think is interesting, Harmon, who played well last week, and then rounding up, rounding out the 100 to ones and under Kisner. 100 to 1, Kazire, 100 to 1, KH Lee defending champ, 100 to 1, Kitayama. Who I know guys got early 150 to ones on him. I, I like it. This is another, like he played well in Mexico. He's playing well. This should be a good golf course for him. I like Kitayama. He's a hundred to one that closes out the uh, hundred to ones. I know all your budget is most of your budget there on Mr. Gooch, but you're going to save any, any pennies for any of the long shots this week. Our guy Aaron Rye is all the way back to 130 to one now. Matthew Wolf popped in the early rounds last week is 130 to one. This should be again a guy who sprays his driver, but can make a ton of birdies. One at a birdie fest at 3m. 130 to one. What do you have Aaron Rye at? 130. Oh, he's he's only he's 66 to one on mine. What are you looking at? Barstool. Oh, you got to get on the real apps. Get some good odds. Yeah, apparently. Um, no. There's our guy, Grayson Sig at 150. Sahithi Gala. Sahithi Gala. What's up at 150 to one on a birdie fest wide off the tee where he can use his driver all day? Makes you think. No. Makes you think. Maybe. I don't hate it. Scott Stallings, who played well here, 150. Brandon Wu, who had a good week a couple weeks ago, 200. That was in Mexico, right? Yeah, 
Yeah. That was in Mexico. It's a similar course. All right. Just some, some stuff to, uh, some stuff to think about. What did you think of Sergio's behavior at the uh, Wells Fargo? And I have to say, I've never seen an official like, so he really wanted to assess that. And he really wanted to make sure that three minutes was not like, that was kind of different. Wasn't it? Yeah. I'm, I'm a, I think I'm on team Sergio. I might be too. I think I have to be. I don't. I mean, like it's it sucks that he, like the comments comments probably weren't necessary. But he did not. He should not have said that. That was because Sergio like just being a petty. Yeah. I mean, this is a man who spit in a cup. Yeah. I, but from like a rules from a rule standpoint, yeah, he one hundred percent was in the right. Like he. You can't just you can't start the timer if he's like he's not even looking for his ball yet. He's trying to get over to the. That was so weird. Like, what are you? Why are you so quick to get on? Like those guys, every time they get to the tee at a par five, they wait. Every time they get, you know, like there are those rounds take forever, taking three full minutes to look for a go- like what. It was almost like vendetta time or they had been, there was been like, it was like when you watch the NBA and they're like, why are they calling all these charges or blocks or whatever, you know, whatever the case may be. And it's because there's some kind of, or the NFL, wow, there's a lot of holding calls because there's some kind of emphasis on it. It was just seemed, seemed weird. He shouldn't have said that. And then everybody piled on <laughs> Twitter and elsewhere and, you know, be, uh, good, kind of a good riddance type of thing to Sergio, but uh, he I, he definitely kind of got the the short straw in that regard. I'd be curious if it was a player that uh, had had said that they were going to stay on the PGA Tour if that would if that rules violation would have been. Oh, so you think that's what was behind it, huh? Uh, I mean, not not really. I mean, that's more showing them out the door. Yeah, <laughs> more of a conspiracy. But I, Moynihan's I, Moynihan's got that uh, that official on a direct line talking in his ear make sure you don't give him one second more than the three minutes yeah no exactly um i did see like it is it is pretty ironic that that sergio thinks he's he's going to get treated better or like have have more of a voice leaving a player-led tour to join like a saudi-led tour it always just, just seems kind of a little bit of ironic. Like, what is he? Is it going to get like much better over there? What's going to be different? So, did you see this story about this guy who lost his fantasy football league and had to play in a Monday qualifier? Yes, I did see that. Uh, not a fan, honestly, really at all. So you're against? Yeah, totally. As I'm sure every competitor in a Monday qualifier would be. I think the the real, the better way to do it is you got to make them play like a whole. Like don't make them play the whole 18 because then it's just like, you don't, nobody wants to play with a guy in their group who's shooting a million when they're playing for their life. But the concept I have to admit is quite funny. The guy went to the wrong tee you know, he was late. If they let him tee off anyway, he immediately topped it. Like, that would have been good. And then, you know, like, see ya. I lost a bet. I had to come do this. Here's my 500 bucks. I topped my opening tee shot. I'm going to pick up and DQ now. See ya. But to play, <laughs> play out the round, I mean, it takes five hours. He had to drive there. Can you imagine? Do you guys have a punishment? In your fantasy, any of your fantasy leagues for being last place? No, uh, not that I can think of. No, no, I don't think so. So I've heard of some. I just, I just don't like the ones that that like it totally affects. That you mentioned it, playing for like their competitors are playing for their lives. Like, could you? You're literally shooting twice as much as they are. It's just not. It's not. Uh, it's just not fair. I guess. Well, you know, they also, the tour could tighten up the restrictions on who can play in those Monday qualifiers too. And that would take care of it pretty quickly. Yeah. hundred percent. They almost need to like, I, I'm surprised. I thought there was like a que- like a pre-qualifier. 
maybe I'm maybe I'm thinking something else. It may have been the pre-qualifier. Because yeah, you do play a Thursday, then a Monday. But if it's a corn fairy, it might be only the Monday. I'm not sure. Yeah. Might have been a corn uh corn fairy Monday. Wes Bryan, by the way, I think I mentioned that, but he's playing well. And he got through the Monday queue and he played well here last year. I might top 40 him. Mm. It makes no sense. The course makes no sense for him. Neither did Mexico. And he was good in the model and played well. Like in the year of our Lord 2022, I'm backing West Bryan in golf tournaments, but I, I almost kind of feel good about it as a Monday qualifier. Probably not for an outright, but anyway, it's interesting. Do we care? Do we want to see PGA championship odds or do we just want to call it a day? Oh, I don't think we need to. I don't think we need to bore them with, with uh, championship odds quite yet. Next how week. could you be? How could you possibly be bored next week? We can, we can hit them hard next week with uh, <sighs> next week. Well, Zalatoris 35 to one. I'll just, I'll just, I'll just leave that there. No way. And I, uh, I went ahead and, Bet Max home at sixty-five to one. Uh, Taylor Gooch is a hundred to one. Woo, baby, Hunter's guy. Yeah, maybe. All right, everybody, careful at TPC Craig Ranch. Yep. Oh, and, too crazy. Uh, it's actually his name is David Craig. It's his last name, not his first name. Craig. So it's not the, not the dressing. It's like the farm. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's David Craig is the owner, or was the owner until. Club Corp bought it in 2019. Well, I'm the more you know. Sure that David is doing just fine then as a result of that. I'm sure he is. Let's build a golf course and sell it. TPC Peter Ranch. And we'll sell it to the Club Corp. Just south of Petoskey, down there somewhere nearby the by like Mansalona by the railroad. Oh yeah. In golf country. Exactly. Middle of nowhere, right? Yeah. Well, we got that part. Good luck at the, the Byron Nelson. AT&T Byron Nelson. Let's go. Yeah. All right. See you guys.